So are you right now, are you recording, are we doing this? Uh, I am. Um, you want to let me know? or I don't live on Easy Street where everything just happens. <laughs> well, I wouldn't call it Easy Street. I just Easy Street. It's just amazing. Nice, nice, nice for you. Easy, easy. Your nickname is Easy Street. Well, now, don't give away my address. Um, <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. You know how many times I've tried to give your address out on this podcast? Lots. There have been times when I have flat out said Rob's address, and Rob has to go and and find it and remove it from the podcast. That's true. It is true. I think one time I bleeped it. I know. <laughs> I think I've given out your phone number a couple times, too. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, what's going on? Rob and Rich are the kings of come. Rob and I, so I want everybody to know something. That we're doing a podcast right now. Uh-huh. I think Rob's eating, which is weird, but... You're you're eating. Well, one of us is eating. <laughs> Point is, it's a podcast. We're doing, and unlike most of our podcasts, this one, we're free-forming. Usually, we have it written, we have it scripted, we've rehearsed it, and we come on and we perform a, a, a play, a show for you, a radio play, mm-hmm. a comedy radio play that we that's that's down to the second uh, rehearsed and very precise. Well, the fir- f- f- what happens first is to take people through. We, we do the podcast, and then as soon right. as it's done, we start brainstorming for the next week. What's the next week going right. to be? So we've got right. about exactly. a, a day of sort of brainstorming. Then we outline... Right, uh, and then the next day we write, we write it. That takes. We get together with the, with the guys. We have about four or five writers. Yeah, and then they come in. We have a big whiteboard. We start spitballing. We start drawing arrows. Like, well, that joke could lead to this joke. Right. And then if, if if Rob's like, for example, Rob's micro Wiener Schnitzel uh, whole is, segment is that going to work? <laughs> right, right. And then and then he gets a big big red big red star. Yes, that'll definitely work. Right, and then. Uh, and then we, then there's that, uh, editing period, which is always tough because you, uh, you know, kill your babies as they say. Um, oh my God. That's what the writers say. Oh my God. They, they're, they're monsters. They say that. Yeah. You didn't know that. You knew I know, that. I, my motto has always been raise my children oh, to the Jesus. best of my ability. Come and on. your motto is kill the babies. It's a metaphor because you fall in love with your bits and sometimes it's bits have to go away. And it's like, you gotta, you know. Hey, they, we might have to remove a few bits, but we're not touching the micro Wiener schnitzel. You know what I'm saying? That That's stays. the sort of conversation we have during this period uh, where I'm like, please don't do it. You're going to ruin my reputation and career. <laughs> and then you- to which I say uh, tomato, tomato. Uh-huh. Everybody loves the fact that uh, you like to address your micro micro Wiener. <laughs> OK. And then. uh <laughs> And then, uh, then it's the weekend, uh, but not a weekend for us. We work through the weekend. No, sir. We're, Back to the chuckle plant we go. We're, we're rehearsing. That's when we're rehearsing, getting off book, because it's all on video, so it has to look organic. Right. Anybody who's seen a clip of this, you don't see scripts in our hands. Right. But not this week, is what we're saying. Not this week. This week, we are going at it. This is just us improvising, as they would say. In the yeah, day. not for the foreseeable future, because writers are on strike. Robbie and I are not putting pen to paper. We are not putting feather to parchment. It's not going to happen. So, crickets. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, how about next time you? How about next time you finish your snack before we start? You, I'm, you're not. You're eating. I'm drinking healthy juice. Ah, 
You're such a suck up. Yeah. Air One, we, where you can get $20 juice. I heard a stand up comedian say years ago, <laughs> this is years ago, but he's like, uh, it just came out that Whole Foods is going to start putting bars in their stores. It makes perfect sense because you're going to need a martini once you realize you just paid $10 for an orange. <laughs> <laughs> so true, man. Yeah, that Air One. Um, I, uh, so the Air One is a, um, it's like a step above Whole Foods. So it's like. Which is already really overpriced, overpriced, healthy food. So you, you do go there and think, oh, I'm getting healthy things like this juice, for example. Now, this juice, right. it does cost $20, which is what? crazy. Are you making that up? No. But if you return the jar, you get $5 back. Still, it's $15 for, for green juice. Good Lord. I remember my mom returning her tab bottles for a nickel. You're taking your Erwan bottle back in for yeah. 5 bucks. Which answers the question, do you shop at Air One? No, you don't. It's not a rich, it also, it's not a rich store at all. No, but you're... But I, and how in God's name, penny-pinching cheapo Rob Benedict, how are you affording I'm not penny, Air One? You're the penny-pincher cheapo. I... I, I, I yeah, look, okay. When it, look. Finally, you admit it. Mr. Bocce Ball, I just... You just backed into the truth. You're always playing the whole, like, what, what moat? And then boom, you just—I always say what, what moat because I don't have a moat. Oh, we're going to go down that road again. I'm sorry, that very or, or a bocce ball court pathway to your or a bocce ball court mansion. Hank gave me a bag of balls that are called bocce balls that I roll on my grass. I don't have a bocce ball court. Look, don't even get me started. But I love the fact that you bring, you blame Hank. You bring Hank into this of innocent I do. bystander. Hank's over. You know what Hank's doing? Well, we do this. He's picketing. He's picketing. He's fighting for better wages for his people. And you, I don't know, you're telling your staff to trim the hedges. That's I don't know what you're doing. True. You're been... going into Erwan to drop $20 on a green juice. I'm, I, I'm out there marching every day. And after marching, I like to enjoy a bit of green juice. Wow. Yeah, that 20 bucks. Well, look. You got a 20 burning a hole in your pocket. Anyway, yes. No, it's crazy. It's crazy. I look. I think we can agree that I choose to spend my money on certain things. I am spoiled. You certainly do. <laughs> Case in point: row of guitars behind you. I'm I'm podcasting from a garage. You're podcasting from a mini studio. First of all, if we're if you're podcasting from your den, we'd see your horde of guitars. I'm in a band. You're not even in a band, and you've got more <laughs> guitars than me. I have. First of all, that's not true. Secondly, you're right about the band part. I, um, I'm in a band. I've been in a band for. Almost thirty years, dude, and and this is just the collection I've had through the years. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that, but the point is, don't get all hoity-toity when people start pointing out that you have the finer things in life. But like when you like guitars, like I've, maybe Billy Moran, but when it comes to my guitars. My guitars are not; these are not. You know, I I, I don't spend a, a crazy amount on guitars. You have a gold record in a frame. Back to given your to bottom me, left of frame. It was given to me by, by Billy Moran on my 50th birthday. It's a Pearl Jam gold record CD. Yeah. Okay. That's a poster that my friend Kurt made and the band printed out. And I put it I put it in a cheap-ass frame that I bought because I'm, I'm too cheap to actually get it. Why? Get it you, don't, you don't like Kurt's art? Or I love What's, Kurt's art. I just don't. I don't. I'm not going to spend a lot of money. I got this M. Crow beer. Actually, the M. Crow beer uh, fr I did have framed. I had that framed. So you're welcome for that. That's because it's Tyler Hayes art. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's got, um, 
yeah, I just it look, I don't have a problem that you're on the you're on the better side of success. That so you're you that you you have a you have a taste for the finer things and you treat yourself to them. Sometimes. That's okay with me. Sometimes. It's just funny that we've spent years on this podcast with you like bemoaning the fact that you don't like you're like oh you know not me not no. I, I I'm not a green juice guy no. I couldn't I could never no. five dollar cap on juices for me and then you're like, just just accidentally oops you know why because we didn't write the script the improv is biting you in the keister the truth is coming out the truth is coming out ladies and gentlemen the truth is coming out. This is so unfair, and it's gonna and I and I can already see the fan letters that are coming gonna come in. Like Rob, I can't believe you spent twenty dollars on. Wow, Rich, you've oh, you've always been right. This is not fair at all. I choose, I do choose a certain. There are a couple things that I do spend money on that I should cut back on, and one of them is food delivery, and the other is that'll get you food. Yeah. But over COVID, I got real spoiled because you couldn't go anywhere, and I wanted to support the local restaurants. So I would order food like almost every night. And I'd, I'm surprised because you cook a lot. I'd order, I'd order, and I'd order groceries both. But I sometimes you're tired at the end of the day. Lately, I've been uh, I've been cooking because uh, a lot because uh, I bought an air fryer, and I'm super excited about my air fryer. That's one of those things. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Like air fryer. First of all, that, that's really cool. That you got an air fryer. That's awesome. I would love. I told the children, and the children were like, "Wow." I'm like, "Yeah." And I said, "He might at some point invite us over to show us the air fryer because they. When I mean, they've heard when your wife they've is, read stories with characters that experience an air fryer or listen, a meal. Did you did you tell them air. that while you were on the Vespa or after? <laughs> hey, that's the machetes. You're the treading machetes on that you thin bought ice. for the machete. Yeah, out of out of a sense of survival. Oh, happy birthday, Machete! Like, <laughs> I think today I'll buy I'll sneeze a Vespa. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> I'll sneeze a Vespa. Hachoo, There's what a Vespa for you. <laughs> hey man, I tell you what, I'll get I'll get I'll get Machete in here right now, and I mean this. Please don't say what you want please about don't, Steve don't. Fletcher and Frank about me, but you better. Be very careful talking I, about that Vespa. You bought her the Vespa. That's all I'm saying. I know, but she's, I'm going to come in and go, hey, Rob's really having a heyday with your Vespa. Oh, dude, she's going to roll up those sleeves, get in here on this microphone. No, you please, listen to me, please, Rob please, Benedict. Please, please, please don't. I don't, I don't want to deal. I'm already on her bad side for some reason. I don't know why. Every time she yeah, comes in the room and we're out doing the podcast, she really rolls her eyes at me. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Welcome to my world. Yeah. But uh, you spend money on things, you, Mister. Yeah, no. I, yeah, educating the children has been costly. You're not wrong, but it, it, that that is just sort of the way of the world. I think these days, and 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 if that is, you know, extravagant to try to get them the best education I can get them, then you're right. Guilty is guilty is charged. But but it's the it's the it's the nuanced detail, small stuff that you go after. Like you know, I saw you in those glasses. Those weren't free. You know what I mean? Of course Those not. are nice These are glasses. Yeah, I've just been using the same frames for years, but you upgraded. And by the way, worth every penny. You look great. I'm not sure that didn't have something to do with you landing that part on the boys. You know? Nothing to do with any of that. No. Oh, maybe. Okay. I'm, I don't know, dude. I'm just over here doing my thing. Oh, my God. I, you know, I direct a few shows. You direct I, your I, face I, off. I, I peddle my wares. I don't know if people not realize that directors get paid a lot more than actors. Well, it, actors like me. If they can get the job, but the job, when, when, when are you going to work as a director? Is the, the work is fewer and far you, between. That you've it's been like, doing nothing but that. That's why we rarely podcast anymore. 
Yeah, but when I'm there, I'm just a I'm just a simple man <laughs> with a simple idea, getting a, a crew of people to try to, you know, work with me to to craft a story. To make the actors look great. You know, to make people like you, the on-camera talent. Uh-huh. I, I refer to actors as on-camera talent. Uh-huh. And to get the on-camera talent to look to look their best, to be their best, and, you know, to deliver the best work. And hopefully hopefully they appreciate my work. Hopefully hopefully you appreciated my work when I directed you in Supernatural. It wasn't I mean, enough. I, I just do much. my best. It wasn't enough. Yeah. It wasn't That's enough. That's what I'm saying. I thought about as that a director, today. You just, as a director, you, just, you, you get that from actors sometimes. Sometimes it's just never enough. <laughs> Sigh. Oh, you're maddening. You're truly, truly maddening. Um, You know what I was eating while Rob was drinking his green juice, and this is true? White bread. A piece of bread. Really? I was was gnawing on a piece of bread. What are you... While you were trying to get your your green juice to the exact temperature to your liking for best digestion. Well, that's just dumb. Why are you eating white bread in the morning? That is so bad for you. What are you, Steve Norton? I know. Steve I know. Norton is on a strict diet of only bread. He's got bread. He has he has waffles for breakfast. We or we go out to breakfast. Never fails. He'll have waffles. Are you making that up? No. He has waffles for breakfast. Uh, for and he's vegetarian and hates vegetables. Well, veg, the waffles are not usually filled with meat. The bread. What I'm saying is bread. He doesn't like vegetables. Oh, oh, oh. He doesn't like vegetables. He doesn't like vegetarian things. He doesn't like couscous, and he doesn't like you know, uh, 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 you know, whatever rice or whatever. He doesn't. He just likes bread. He likes bread and bread. For 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 lunch, he'll have French fries and bread, and then at dinner, he'll have French fries and bread, and maybe <laughs> a piece of fish because he will eat fish. This this is uh. I'm sure that Steven's a loyal listener of the podcast. He's not going to like this segment. Not going to like it one this bit. This is why I know I can say it, because he's not. There's no way. He's never even seen Supernatural. He's going to take issue with this. Well, neither have we until recently. Well, but I mean, he's never even watched the episodes I was in. He's only well, watched... Neither, neither have I. He's watched the two episodes... That's not true. He's watched the two episodes <laughs> where we had uh, Loud and Swain songs in. We've had a lot of conversations about my episodes. He's watched all of those. I'm sure. I'm sure, Richard. I'm sure he's... <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm, sh- I'm, I'm kidding. I'm sure he tells you he has. Um, By the way, uh, I'm, I'm, I keep a running list on my phone of, of band names. Anytime somebody says something like, oh, that's a funny band name. Yeah. And, in, and right now, in this conversation, I just pulled out my phone to write one down. Uh, the Meat Waffles. I think I, I, I was like, that's a, that's a good band name. It's like the Meat Puppets. Yeah, uh, but but more of a breakfast. I thought you were you know. gonna be like, well, I keep a running list of people who have watched me on TV, and yeah, there he is, Norton's on it. Well, you know who's not on it? The machete. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not on that yeah, list. Yeah, or same with my children. They just can't do it. No, I get it. Oh, but they'll be watching. Man, I tell you what, the Spate Boys will be seeing you on TV in the fall. They, they are loyal fans of the boys. Yeah, the, a lot of the adolescent boys love that show. Yeah, dude. It's I mean that show is made for adolescent boys. I think it's made by adolescent boys. Eric Kripke, Phil Segrisha. Yeah, Eric. Would, <laughs> Eric and Phil would agree to that. Um, um, it's uh yeah. So that's you. Your your days of living in anonymity are about to die in the Spade House. Uh, great, great. I love it. Uh, same with with Calvin. He'll be he'll be watching. Uh, oh man. But uh, so um, anyway, so I you know I choose to spend on a few things, and then as you know, I get screwed by money. I get screwed. I look for the best deal. Airlines, for example, airplanes. Dude, legendary. Dude, I mean, just yesterday, I I, I had a horrible. I try, I try so hard to find the best. Deal. All right, let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk about your your adventures in the airline uh, uh, ticket purchasing trade. 
Well, well, for example, I mean, the classic was when we went to Austin to. Uh, that was magic. Run, that was magic to run the. Uh, yeah. What's it called? The, 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 the tough, tough mutter year. Yeah, with yeah. The, with our supernatural friends and, uh, I. Did I get to the airport? No, I think the night before I realized that I had bought a plane ticket for the wrong day. And so I had to call and buy a whole new ticket and just not Unbelievable. And just not use the ticket I had bought so that I could fly and not miss the race. Um, and so, yeah, Richard's joke was that the pilot was going to, during, during the, a little shout out to. Uh, well, because you ended up paying to go to Austin should be about two hundred bucks yeah, in LA. I ended up, I ended up paying about eight fifty, nine hundred. You paid nine because I remember you talking about it. You paid north of nine, almost a grand, <laughs> on a trip that we had planned for months. You could have gotten the cheapest ticket possible for. There was no wiggle room. We were all going together. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you know. uh, thank you for flying uh, United. Uh, a special shout out to Six C. <laughs> 6C, who are you kidding? 24F. Exactly. Well, I was in the in-between seat, in-between you and Osric. And uh, he's like, uh, kids are going to have a special Christmas this year. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, Pastor 24F. You could have uh, could have chartered a plane for this this cost, but heck, you're with us, and we appreciate you. Flying coach. (laughs) In the middle seat. Up in first class. Up in first class. You hear Buffalo. What? He's in coach. Oh, you gotta, wow. you gotta be kidding me! Uh, <laughs> Hold on, I'm being told that. Oh my God, he's, he's by the bathrooms, folks. Um, uh, yeah. So that was a, that was a good one. And there have been others too, you know. Where I just panic and press the OK button. But uh, yeah, just yesterday I had to uh, buy a ticket to uh, to get to Rome because we have a convention in Rome. Oh, that's gonna be fun. Yeah, word on the streets is that you'll be there. Yeah, man. Grazie. <gasps> oh, look who it is. Oh, my God. It's, it's, it's like she machete. heard her name. It's like she heard her name. I'm on the phone doing real work. Uh, she's oh, doing she's real work. She's on the phone work. doing real work. Well, Rob is uh, taking issue with the fact that you have a Vespa. No, I'm so not. You no, better... I'm not. No, I'm not. Hi. Yeah, you just messed up, Rob. She's oh smiling God. through her rage. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. She's so pretty. I haven't seen her in a long time. How pretty is that woman? Yeah. Yeah, there, there's something wrong with this matchup. Jeez, you know what I'm saying? Louise, I just stare at your ugly mug all day. <laughs> no, even I, she'll get dressed to go out. And I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna have to go get you a different guy. Like, I, we can't, we can't go out on the town looking like Come this. On, that's not true. But you have a very pretty, very pretty wife. Um, oh man, yeah. Um, so yeah, so. Uh, oh jeez, I lost my train of thought. So, uh, so yesterday, I uh, we we have a, basically the way it works with the Rome. Is we get an allowance for me and you. I'm sure there are other actors that get the first class treatment. You mean a flight allowance? They get a flight allowance. Right. But uh, which means for people at home, they they give you a budget. They go here's the yeah. here's the top number you can spend yeah. to fly yourself here. They don't book your ticket. Right. They say right. here is right. your uh, your option. And uh, and and it's just it's just uh, the prices are just crazy right now. And it, you know and. This is no offense to Daniela in Rome because who runs the Rome convention because she doesn't know. She didn't. Oh, greatest convention. Like uh, the, the greatest Rome convention, convention is ever. just the truth a is, convention like no other. We'll spend whatever to get there because we love being there. Oh, we're treated like kings when we're there. Yeah. It's the, the staff. Yeah. They're all friends of ours. Yeah. They're not, they're, you know, they've yeah. been working the convention alongside us yes. for over a decade. They're, they're our buddies. They're our pals. It's just a great, great experience. But the prices are cray cray right now. Is that unique this year? 
Uh, yeah, is it I, more this year than because I didn't go last year. Is it? Yeah, it's more than it was for the when I went three months ago. Yeah. Oh wow! It's just crazy prices too. Where you go, like you know, we're talking about like three grand for coach to fly to Rome and back. And it used to be, you know, back in the day that was what a few hundred dollars. Back in the day, seven years ago, right when we maybe like eight hundred, nine hundred bucks. Yeah, or when coach. we first started going to Rome ten years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just crazy, and then you, you and then you just like kind of lose all sense of like what the norm is, and you're looking at ticket prices, and they're. If you if you if you dare to look at first or business class, I kid you not, the prices were ten thousand, eleven thousand. Oh wow! Yeah, and you're going. Wait, what? No, I well, I can't do that. Um, but are you going to do it anyway? No, no, I couldn't justify that. That eats into that green juice uh, budget yeah, pretty heavily. I can't. I'd, I'd rather drink my green green juice and yeah. and not lie flat. Uh, but yeah, the the prices are crazy. So just now, I get this email from Air Canada, and of course, the fact that it was Air Canada, Air Canada, the fact that I was looking at tickets, they were like, you know, uh, well, try our tickets. We got tickets from nine ninety nine, laying down flat. I'm like nine ninety nine. That's a lot cheaper than three thousand coach, not lying flat. Right. So, right. So I go there, put the the thing in, where I'm going and everything. And because I guess I'm not going to Canada, the price was like three thousand to lie flat. So I'm like, okay, same price to lie flat. Great. So I start going through with it. I'll do that, and then my return, my return, put my return in. It turns out it's three grand both ways. So like three Ooh. three grand plus three grand. That's plus taxes. It was like seventy five hundred. And oh uh, man, and I was like, I just can't justify that. So, no man, that's a that's a, yeah. So. My advice to you, uh, Richard, friend of friend. Now, you'll have to tell me because I know, knowing you, that's why I asked you yesterday, have you booked your flight? Because you'll get, you're like, you know, I found this, you know, Air Yellowstone. I just, dude, I just get obsessed with booking travel and trying to save a buck on travel. It, please let me know. I hate you spending me. that kind of money on plane tickets. You're just going to sit on it and then get off it. You know what so I mean? So please let me know what you, what you find because I couldn't find anything decent and i really looked I the what i my my method is i'll google it and whatever the google says is the cheapest flight that's i'll go to that airline and mess around with it a little bit right interesting um but i i literally i, I was like search by cheapest and it was like the cheapest was like nothing less than three grand so i don't know wow again again i, I can i can feel our writers writing our, our our audience writing in and saying hey nincompoop you should try Air New Zealand or whatever it is. I'm all- Great, may, may they may they do that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Except now I already bought the ticket. Oh, you did? What airline? It was one of those where it's like, you know, uh, American operated by Lufthansa with a drop off with Aero Air, and you know, it's like it's like all these different airlines. Huh. I think it's it's. I think it was through American. It's through American. Multiple multiple stops. The, mo, mo, multiple, yeah. Mo, no, nothing straight to to Rome. That's the other thing. Where are you stopping? On the way there, I'm stopping in Atlanta. And on the way back, I'm stopping in New York. It's not cool. It's there was nothing good about it. Well, it's gonna be fun. Are you what, are you what day are you flying? Uh, I think I fly on Wednesday to get there on Thursday. To start on Friday. To start on Friday, yeah. 
So there you go. That's going to be fun. Please let me know how that winds up for you. I will. <clears throat> Richard, I feel like I've been talking a lot. What's going on with you? What's, what's happening? This is good. No, this is good for people to understand the, the, the trials and tribulations of going from point A to point B. He didn't just happen, folks. You don't just snap your fingers and poof, you're there. You don't just go, hey, I wonder if Rob's going to be, oh, there he is. No, Rob has to work at it. Rob has to get on the uh, computer. He has to find prices. He has to, he has to price shop yeah. uh, and compare prices and, yeah. and go for the lowest price because, again, green juice, not free. Got to keep that... Uh, Till full for the green juices. Now, green juice is like my one. Thing. It's like my one thing. Green juice. Okay, you, and and ordering food. You already said you had two things. Order food when it could go out. Yes, Hank gets on me about that because he's like, I'll I'll order uh, uh, Mixto to be delivered, and Mixto's what? Literally done. Mixto's down the street. Yeah, I've ordered from the juice place creation that's literally right down the street. Dude, you literally, if you tripped going to your front door, you would, the thing that would stop you was creation of the juice store down the hill. Like, how, what are you, what's the matter with you? Did I, did, I don't know. I don't know. Laziness. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's, it's bad. It's bad. It's ridiculous. But uh, anyway, yeah, the trials and tribulations, but whatever. Hey, at least I'm well juiced. Do I get any credit for the fact that it's juice? If I say I ordered ice cream from, you know, yeah, no, it's, Robbins. it's good, but that juice you're drinking now, you went and got though, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I think. But when I was, I think the convenience of ordering food is bamboozled a lot of people. I don't think you're alone in that. Yeah, uh, I. <laughs> these kids come over, you know, and they order. They they've cope. They've, I don't know, teenagers. Their parents, they should be able to order stuff, and they will order, like. We have this young lady who comes to the house, good friend of ours. Uh, her parents are our neighbors and good friends, and she's we've known her since she was tiny. She'll come over and she'll just order a smoothie, you know, to be delivered. What? Uh, and you, and I'm like, and I'm like, that's a like that's the cost of this movie smoothie, plus the delivery. Fee. You know, you're paying a ton of money plus a tip. Spontaneously order a smoothie, you know, tip. Now she orders on her own account. It might be your parents' account, but, but it's not mine. To be delivered. Know. At my house. You can have it delivered wherever you want. Wow. You know? That's weird. I've never seen that before. Oh, no. Like, that's the, that's the, like, if my kids go to a slumber party, sometimes they're responsible for feeding themselves. And they'll each or each kid will order their own food. It's weird. That's weird. I find it, I find it weird. We don't weird. do that here because JC will make food for, like, she'll make a big thing of pasta for the kids or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is why I think the kids don't like spending the night here because we don't. Let them all order. Well, yeah. But, uh, well, yeah. I mean, I'll occasionally, but I'll order a pizza or whatever if the kids have friends. No, I'm talking about the kids will individually order their own stuff. That's it's really bizarre. strange. I've never. Yeah. Oh, I guess one time uh, Audrey was like at a friend's house and they all ordered McDonald's or something. But that, that's what I'm saying. That Audrey a, knows what time it is. Rarity. That's a rarity. Yeah, it's a. It should be a rarity because it's it's not cost effective. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't have to tell me. I'm I'm all about saving those saving those ducats, man. Except when it comes to juice. Giving all my ducats to Uncle Sam. F it. I'm free to do what I want, little lady. I was bored at night, but not last night, baby. What's that from? Uh yeah, I just you know, wasting time drinking. Oh yeah. Oh my mind. Kid Rock. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. If I that, hadn't that, that that hit song he had like yeah. twenty years ago. It's called like Chumba Wumba or something. It was like I don't remember what it's called, but it, we, we used to, we used to, my sister and I used to laugh at that song. It was, that was hilarious. Not laugh at it. We thought it was, it was a toe tapper, but it, it was, uh, it was, 
You've always loved uh, the alt right artists. Yeah, man. What was it? What was it? What was it called? There's a line in that song that made us laugh. Um, oh, yeah, the opening line. I'm a pimp. You can check my stats. <laughs> like, we just thought that was really funny. Like, are you a pimp? Hold on. We're going to get the stat book out. <laughs> Hold on. Coach, what do you got? Yeah. Yeah, he's a pimp. <laughs> yep. Let me, oh, let me check the stats. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, he's a pimp. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's a, that, that, that's a, it made me laugh. Every time that, that song, you got to go back and listen to that song, a little Kid Rock. And it's a clever. It called? It's called like Chumba Wumba or something like that. No, I'll look it up right now. I know how you're like. Um, let's see, my uh, Kid Rock. Is that off the album? De- Deb- oh, is it Cowboy? Uh, Bawadaba. No, it's this one. Can you hear it? No. Well, it'll be on the recording of you. You know how this goes. Is he saying it? He's about to. Well, that's a different song, but I like this song. Okay, so maybe it, it, maybe it is this. I think Bawadaba. Let's see. Bawadaba. I'm looking at that. It's wasting time. It's this one. It's wasting time. Here it is. Ready? Uh huh. It's coming, Robbie. I know you can't hear it, but it'll be it'll be on the track here. Ladies and gentlemen, Kid Rock dropping his latest right here. Here That is. I'm a pimp. Take your stats. And what's the what's the name of the song? Wasting time. Huh. Uh, now look, it's I it's obviously got, as so many of those songs do, some questionable lyrics, offensive language. Yeah. You know, so please don't listen to it and go, "Oh my gosh, Rich," because uh, it's got some questionable language. Yeah. Well, he, he's a uh, question. Got, he's uh, a questionable some, person, I have to say. But yeah, so it's got some questionable language. So please don't. It's, for, it's not for sensitive ears. Um, I don't, um, I'm just looking at the lyrics for Bawadaba. Uh-huh. It's got a song called Bawadaba. So just so you know, the lyrics, in case you wondered, are Bawa Daba, Da Bang, Da Bang Diggy Diggy. Diggy said the boogie, said up jump the boogie, Bawa Daba Da Bang, Da Dang Diggy Diggy. And that goes on for a while. And then finally we've got a lyric down here. My name is Kid, Kid Rock. Bawa Daba Da Bang, Da Dang Diggy Diggy. That's the whole song. Well, there you go. That's a that, that's uh, so there you go. That's that one. But that's awesome. That's after you've checked his stats, I guess. Well, that that's how I had to confirm that he was a pimp. I didn't want to just take his word for it. <laughs> um, you know, what's also interesting. I found out last night. Uh huh. So I I put on uh, Spotify a lot, and I'll listen to. I'll find a, a station. A, you know, just a. If you click on an artist like that artist station, it just plays artists. Like that, it'll play that artist and right. artists like that, right? Yes. So Tyler Childers, I'll play a Tyler Childers station. It'll play a lot of Tyler Childers and Chris Stapleton and all these dudes, uh-huh. and it would always play this band called the Steel Drivers, uh-huh. sort of in there. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's cool. I didn't realize until last night 
that the Steel Drivers, the Nashville bluegrass band, that had Chris Stapleton as its lead singer for two years in 2008 and 2009. Oh, wow. And it was in that band that he wrote the song Midnight Train to Memphis. No way. In, in that, and there's a bluegrass, the original recording of that is a bluegrass song. What? And it, it's amazing. And it was written by, written with a guy named Mike Hutchins. Oh, I'll go say his name wrong. Oh, don't, don't screw it up, Rich. Uh, oh, give me get this right. Uh, oh, shoot. Um, I'm gonna, hold on. Give me a second. Uh, kill time. Me? Kill time? Well, I was just noticing you're in the picture I'm looking at right now. Do you have a special like lens on that focuses on you and the and your background is blurry? No, I just have my normal old computer. It's just your Zoom, right? Yeah. I wonder if there's a, a Zoom setting where you can like change the video. Blur my background. Oh, there's that. Okay, there's that. That's weird. Well, what are you, how are you doing? Keep killing time. Keep killing time. All right. Um, members... Members uh-huh. of the Steel Drivers. Okay, um, it was Mike Henderson. God, thank God, I Mike Henderson is in the band of the Steel Drivers. Apparently, he's a founding member of the Steel Drivers. Mike Henderson was in my favorite. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're a pirate. <laughs> That's hilarious. I was like, where did he put get the hat? That's a good digital pirate outfit. Uh, anyway, Mike Henderson was in one of my favorite bands growing up called The Snakes. I have their CD when they released a local album. I went to see him on New Year's Eve, and I gave the sound guy a cassette tape, and he recorded them for me. And I have the recording of them playing Old Anxiety and wow. all these great things. Anyway, so Mike Henderson, I'm a huge Mike Henderson fan. His his version of Aberdeen, he's unbelievable guitar player, unbelievable singer. Kenny Greenberg was the other guitar player. They were such a good band, the Snakes. Cool. They were called the King Snakes, and then they released an album under the Snakes. Okay. Anyway, I've wondered for years, because they're all so talented, what happened to those guys in the band. It turns out Mike Henderson was in the Steel Drivers with Chris Stapleton, was the other half of the writing team behind Midnight Train to Memphis, and has gone on to write songs with Stapleton. As he's been a solo artist. That's amazing. Stapleton's like loyal to his old buddies. and I hope you'll do that with Mike me Anderson. when you, uh, you know. When my big album comes out? your big album comes out. I just loved, I love that how loyal Stapleton is. That that brought me so much joy that he was still writing with the yeah, original man. gangsters who, seems like a, who were there in his earlier bands. Seems like a, and Mike yeah. Henderson, if anybody can get their hands on The Snakes, which I, it's very hard to do. I, I don't think that album got a big release and I'm not sure it's on digital. Oh. But The Snakes were an unbelievable band. Uh, Love the Poison was a great song. Their cover of Aberdeen was unbelievable. Um, who, who's your, who wrote about Aberdeen originally? Ooh, I think it's an old uh, blues tune. Is Aberdeen in Texas? I was over in Aberdeen on my way to New Orleans. Um, let's see, who wrote Aberdeen? I was over in Aberdeen on my way to New Orleans. Who who Aberdeen? I mean, who wrote who, Aberdeen? Who Aberdeen? Who Aberdeen? Me Aberdeen. Uh, Aberdeen song. That's not it. Um, Aberdeen. I think there's an Aberdeen. Kenny Wayne Shepherd recorded it years ago. Uh huh. Who wrote the song? It's it's. it's I would, oh, there's some other song called Aberdeen. Yeah. Um, by Casey Elephant. That's not Casey Elephant. That's right, Casey Elephant. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, but that's this is not the that's not that's that a great Cage the Elephant uh, song. 
Have you ever seen them live? They're a crazy, crazy band. Saw them at Coachella. Uh, Aberdeen. Aberdeen. Was written by uh, Buka White. Buka White. Buka. B-U-K-K-A. Buka White. White. In, born in 1906. Wow. In Aberdeen, Mississippi. Aberdeen, Mississippi. Okay, that answers that question. Yeah. I feel like there's an Aber- there's a lot of Aberdeens. I feel like there's an Aberdeen, Washington? I don't know, man. Uh, there might be. Um, Aberdeen is my home, but the men don't want me around. Abba, Dane is my home, brother. Man, don't want me around. Well, there you heard it, folks. Uh, Seems I'm going to take this women. Okay. Take them out this town. That's the song. Anyway. That's it. I, I know Kenny Wayne Shepherd has a, a popular version of it, but the Snakes version, Mike Henderson, he literally would play a slide. He put a slide in his pinky. The whole song, the first couple of verses, are him by himself, just playing the slide and... and unbelievably complicated guitar part that he's also singing to and I'd watch him play it live he's so talented and I love that he is now a, an award winning songwriter with uh, with Chris, Chris Ableton. Ableton and I love that he wrote Midnight Train to Memphis because literally that's on my top 10 songs of all time I love that song it's a great song and the bluegrass version is fantastic the Loudon Swain version is pretty good that's the one that that's the Stapleton version of uh, um the Stapleton Rock version. Yeah, we do. Guys. We do the Stapleton Rock version with uh, Jensen singing and you on bass. I think. Uh, I did not play bass on that. My, I think Mike uh, did that. Really? Uh, I think. I don't think I got to play with you guys on that. Was that the first time you'd heard it, or did you know it before that? I did not know it. You guys, I, you uh, when I guess Ackles turned us all into it. Maybe. I think I so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's such a good. Well, it's song. funny because it it comes off. I thought not knowing anything. Uh, that it's it feels like a riff that Stapleton was just doing, and the and the band joined in. It feels like a just a riff song, like they're just kind of riffing around. You know what I mean? Well, it, it, when you hear the bluegrass song, it's not going to sound different to you either. I mean, it sounds like you the way it's the way it's written. It just has that vibe, right. and the you know, I know what you mean. It almost sounded like they found it in the studio yeah. type of vibe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he probably did. It's just I didn't realize he did like ten years before that. So that's fascinating. I love that. Yeah, I love that kind of thing. It's, it's really cool. And uh, I have to give credit to that. Uh, that was uh, uh, Rain, who runs RSJR Fan World, found that little piece of trivia and posted it on my Twitter feed, and I was blown away. I'm like, how do I not know this? Well, there you um, go. Mike Henderson of the Snakes. Um, um, so hey, yeah. Nashvilleians, yeah. go check out Mike Henderson and everything he's doing That's musically because right. he's awesome. Well, I was gonna say and Kenny Greenberg. Go find Kenny Greenberg. Kenny Greenberg. Go find Wally, the keyboard player it. from the Snakes. Go he's find great. it, guys. Wally Wilson. Um, I was gonna say when you said that Chris Stapleton was in a band before, it reminded me of uh, Elliot Smith was in a ha- band called Heat Miser that uh, before he became Elliot Smith. And that's great. Great name for a band too. Heat Miser. Yeah. And, uh, and it's great. It's a, like a much sort of poppier, you know, it's Elliot Smith with a band, um, which is worth checking out if you like that kind of music. And the other thing I was going to say is that I saw an Instagram post. I follow, uh, REM on Instagram. Do you? Yeah. I do too. Yeah. Did, and, uh, yes, I do. Did you follow, did you see that post? Uh, from the minus five is going on tour, and it's a dude from the minus five. Which the minus five is 
the guitar player Peter Buck from REM. It's his sort of side project band, and uh, they have a they're great. And uh, anyway, they're going out on tour, and it's this guy. The I don't know the guy, but the guy from the Minus Five and Peter Buck announcing they're going on tour. And Peter Buck, I don't know if he's doing a bit, or maybe he's maybe kind of an asshole in real life. I don't know, but he's like really being uh, standoffish and weird. It's just weird. He's, really? Yeah, he's like, the guy's kind of animated. He's like, yeah, we're going on tour. It's me and, uh, you know, of course, Peter. And he's like, not even look at the camera. Doesn't say a word. I'm going on, I'm excited to see everybody. Looks bored. Just looks completely bored. I should say. If Peter just shy, is he shy maybe? I think that's, I think it's kind of his bit. I just think he's kind of maybe grown into this sort of like tall, quiet, kind of angry, bitter guy you know what i mean that was always kind of his thing remember he got trouble on an airplane one time because he like no tell me that story yeah supposedly he was maybe drunk on an airplane and got belligerent and maybe got thrown off or something yeah there was an incident with him on an airplane um yeah i just think he's i don't know i always thought he was maybe just kind of laid back but i think he's just kind of like standoffish and quirky and kind of i did not ever know that about him yeah well i should send you this instagram post because it was like yeah do it it's a bit uh shocking just to see like oh wow he's not trying at all but i guess you don't by the way i've got another uh don't have to when you're mike mike henderson uh, update for you oh good thank god Um, he's does he did he i heard he write up wrote a pilot um about mike henderson and wally wilson also wrote the song powerful stuff the fabulous thunderbirds i love that song you don't know that song no you're not a fabulous thunderbirds fan who's in fabulous thunderbirds that you would know, uh, Jimmy Vaughn, who's oh. Stevie Vaughn's older brother. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I vaguely remember Dude, that. Powerful, show sure enough, powerful Sh- stuff. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. But I'm a her, a burn of a black book. Isn't that from the- Make a yeah. blind man take a second look. Okay. Show sure enough, right. bad little dude. Still singing. I, what, powerful what, stuff. Okay. What decade was that in the eighties? Eighties. How old is this Henderson? Probably late sixties now. And he's fr- like he was. So he's not Chris Stapleton's age. No. But he was the guy in the band with Chris Stapleton. Yeah. And uh, that's cool. And then... Uh, uh, I shouldn't say late 60s. He might be early 60s. But he's old, he's going to be older than uh, Stapleton and older than I am. Um, is did, did, did Henderson... I heard he wrote a pilot about his family and a guy named Harry. I knew you were going to make this joke. <laughs> Long, winding road to this joke. And now, for our viewers <laughs> under 50, explain to them what the uh, hell you're talking about. A popular show in the late 80s, early 90s called Harry. Popular is a, is a strong That's word. That's true. Well, it was a show called Harry yeah. and the Hendersons about a Sasquatch-type creature that lived with a family called the Hendersons. And at Universal City, you could go to Universal City and take a picture with Harry from Harry the Henderson, and and you and I both have a connection to that. I knew one of the Harrys, and you knew one of the Harrys. Different guys. Yeah, yeah. Sam Klein. Yours was Sam Klein, right? Yeah. Mine was Big Sam Klein. Was Dan O'Connor's roommate. My old friend Dan O'Connor. His roommate was a Harry. One of the Harrys. What was his roommate's name? I don't know. But is but I just remember that his roommate was Harry from Harry the. Henderson. You have no recollection of the guy because I bet, I bet Sam knew I'm him. Sure there he weren't did. That many, I'm sure he did. I could find know, out. I could text. Dan O'Connor. He had to be really tall to fit that yeah, outfit. Yeah, he's really mm. tall, uh, kind of gangly guy. Uh, and then what were you at Universal? 
I was uh, two things. I was Creature from the Black Lagoon and then Wolfman. Ah, you're a great Wolfman. Thanks. Did you use your real beard? Uh, at the time, I don't think I could grow one. Uh, <laughs> I was, uh, no, we were in big, very full rubber costumes in the 90 to 100 degree valley heat. Jesus. You would do 20 minutes, then go to your break area, take the thing off, and dump out like you're dumping a bucket of water. Oh, my God. That's yeah. insane. It was brutal. Did you get paid well? Uh, I, I, I wouldn't say paid well, but it was a. But you got paid. You know, it was, was it you? Yeah. Was it union? It was. It was one of those things where you had to join AGVA, American <laughs> Guild of Variety Artists. Uh, <laughs> that's crazy. I didn't yeah. know there was a thing. Yeah, AGVA. Oh my god! I never became a full member, uh, but I. Uh, you had to like. You're Ag- pay the- You're AGVA eligible. <laughs> I'm Agba Elderwell, yeah. Uh, that's crazy. And uh, the uh, SAG union, everyone, there was a, uh, a thing when you first got started, you could be SAG eligible, meaning the next job you got, you'd have to pay for SAG and join the union. Right, you're in. Um, but b- between those, that, that first job and the second job, you were just called SAG eligible. I remember being, I got SAG eligible after getting three, uh, working three days of extra work. Uh, being an extra on uh, an Alec Baldwin movie called The Shadow. Um, what is it? Okay. A superhero movie. That's awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, and my big story from that was that one day someone brought a football. One of the extras brought a football. And Alec was like, he said, hey, here, throw it here. And they played catch with him. And then the next day, there were like a dozen extras that had footballs just like waiting for Alec. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, Did he ever throw your football that you brought? No, I never didn't bring the football. I wasn't one of the football people. You're over there kicking your kicking your hacky sack, hoping that Alec wants to get in on that action? <laughs> <laughs> I saw a funny thing yesterday with uh, Zach Galifianakis, you know, the Between Two Ferns that he does? Yes. And he, he has uh, Matthew, uh, Matthew uh, McConaughey. Uh, McConaughey. Have you seen this? Yeah, but tell me the joke. He says, uh, "When you and and uh, you and uh, who's Woody Harrelson? You and Woody Harrelson were together on the set, working together. Did, did you ever wonder that there, <laughs> there was? Did you ever worry that there was a a sack somewhere not being hackied? <laughs> yeah." exactly. <laughs> It, I, it was like it's it's between two ferns bloopers. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what it was. It, it was it was it's so funny. It's yeah. worth googling. It has that he he asked John Hamm. He's like, now that Bradley Cooper has made, um, um, it, it made uh, uh, a Star is Born. Do you think that opens the door for other handsome idiots to make projects similar to that? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's. Such a funny, uh, so such funny. a funny. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I just looked it up. Yeah, The Shadow from 1994. Alec Baldwin. There you go. Um, well, Richard, I have to uh, pack and get on a plane. Robbie's got to get on a, a plane to go to Dusseldorf, the mustard capital of Germany. Okay. Heck, the mustard capital of the world, if you ask this guy. Yeah, um, except first. That's, that's awesome. First things first, I'm going to Basingstoke, <laughs> United <laughs> Kingdom. Uh, where I Wait, where are you going? 
Basingstoke. <laughs> and we're going to be playing a concert. Uh, and then let me ask you this: I know usually it's a rock band. It's usually a traditional rock band line lineup of guitars mm-hmm. and. No, we're gonna have full horn, uh, like those long. Uh, please, trumpets. you're gonna please tell me you're gonna have a fife. Yeah. And maybe a, a, a lyre or whatever you call that yeah. instrument. Yeah, sometimes we have a loud and suede banner, but here we're just going to have those long, pointy flags. <laughs> and then you, your, your, your song to be like, me thinks I miss me maiden. Yeah, and and the, yeah. for the finale, I'm going to joust Michael Borja. <laughs> oh, my God. Riding, riding on your golden Norton. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Well, I think it's so great, man. It'd be so fun to have you like do period piece music. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, yeah, so something. Wi- can people request? Hello, would you play something whimsical? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Can they do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh, I think in a, uh, instead of announcing you, are people going to come out with a horn? Basing Stoke. <laughs> uh, that would be kind of cool if I could do it in a Joker, Crazy. in a jester outfit. Ahoy, everyone! Ribaldry shall be thine! Riddle me this! Um, oh my god, that's so great. All right, well, go pack. We'll do Put your three pronged jester cap yep. in your carry on bag. Yeah. And your little uh, scepter. With an image of you on it wearing the same hat. That's right. <laughs> Holding a picture of me wearing yeah. that. Oh, it's going to be great. Yeah. Have a great time in, uh, in Dusseldorf. Have a wonderful time in Basingstoke. <laughs> and you have a great time in Silver Lake. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I will see you um, when I get back. I do have my microphone with me, so maybe we'll... Uh, uh, mop it up? Mop it up. All right. Love it. And meanwhile, thank you, everybody. Be well, be kind. Shop early for those plane tickets because they are getting expensive. They're almost at green juice level. And <laughs> and remember to let me know when you get your great deal on your lie-down flat plane ticket for Nana. I will. I'll rub it in your face. Yeah. And also, go listen to Mike Henderson and the Steel Drivers and Chris Stapleton's early work. You won't be sorry you did. And then Elliot Smith in Heat Miser. And Elliot Smith in the, in the, uh, in the Heat Miser. Heat Miser. Right. Correct. And Alec Baldwin in The Shadow. And the snakes. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. It's a king's car.